be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. They're so threatened by the idea that a conservative speaker might be persuasive and interesting and funny. One man's vulgarity is another man's lyric. And I would say one person's offensive speech is somebody else's challenging the status quo, rocking the boat speech. Are you looking for a podcast that contains verbal safe spaces and is free from trigger warnings? If so, you've come to the wrong place. Because we expect our conversations to be filled with rigorous debate, discussion, and even disagreement. Welcome to the Socially Sensitive Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Socially Sensitive Podcast. I'm your host, David. And I'm Wolfie. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, Everything's going good, normal, usual. Yeah, pretty much. Audio sounds good. Well, I've got my... Sun's Turtle Beach is on, so yeah. it's all. Internet seems to be flowing a lot smoother with you. You're you're a lot cl- crisper, cleaner. Um, doesn't seem like no lag, no delay, no anything. It looks pretty good. Maybe it's everybody's not. You. It's a little earlier in the day, so everybody's not using up all the internet in your neighborhood at night. Everybody that on could be part of it. Everybody on be Netflix. Because there's times that. Uh, like at night, if I'm trying to like stream a TV show or something like that, it won't happen. Right. But I can go back in the middle of the day, like the next day, and turn it on. Works and fine. Stream perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it works fine. So that could be part of it. Yeah, I'd say that's probably a big portion. I figure we jump right into. Um, I have 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 you been? Because uh, you you were gone this week, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Mostly, because I know you're subscribed to the podcast. And listening to every episode that comes out, everything we release. Yes, I am a subscriber to the podcast. Okay, so you've been listening this week? Uh, no, actually, and I haven't listened to anything this week. Ah. Nobody's podcast. We just went away, and uh, I pretty much I unplugged from everything. For the, uh, we went down on Monday, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, those three, four days. Yeah. Just totally unplugged. Didn't, I didn't listen to the news. I barely even listened to the radio. Uh, mostly because while we were out traveling, I had my, I had my iPad using it as a GPS hmm. and as a navigator and Reva was the driver. So, and so what so, do you, what do you listen to while you drive? Do a whole lot of anything. Uh, nothing. The radio, usually. The radio? What year is this? Just the radio. Uh, 1982? <laughs> I, th- I think that's where you're stuck at. I think it was, I was listening to WXBQ. The Rabbit. Well, I mean, let's see. What did I do while I was in the... I was navigating, for the most part, because we were. I was having to find... All right. So, All right. So a 10-minute lunch decision out of a seven-hour drive. Uh, that was... Uh, yeah. Well, then I also had to find a gas station. Uh, what? Once? Yeah. One time. We found a real good one, too. <laughs> gas was uh, $3.30. Are, are you one of those type of people that when it's 10 minutes before time to go home, you got to start getting ready to go home? Is how you burn hours? No. <laughs> no, I don't know. Let's see. I don't really remember. I did Sudoku 
coupons on the way down. The While you were driving? Oh, you weren't even driving? I talked. Were no, you... I wasn't driving. I was the navigator. How are you the navigator? You just put the phone on. You put set the GPS on your phone and you just plug it into your stereo and then it'll pop up on your stereo and tell you when it's time to turn. Well, I had it. We were doing it on the, on the iPad. We listened to the radio a little bit. Uh, I was navigating. I did some Sudoku puzzles on the internet. Uh, let's see. See, I would have just had my headphones on yeah, and just listening to podcasts is all I would have done. I would have been listening to podcasts while I did Sudoku or played ga- other games. Or Yeah. You just like the quiet. No. I forget you are quite a bit older than me. And the sound bothers you. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, sound does not bother me. Oh, okay. <laughs> and as far as being quite a bit older than you, are you recording this for? Uh, <laughs> for what? For rebroadcast on on YouTube. <laughs> rebroadcast on YouTube. Yeah, well, see, on that you can't do stuff for children. For you. <laughs> see, uh, yeah. For you, it's right in here. It's somewhere in the it's middle. I have to read between the lines. Yeah, right there in the middle. Read between the lines, there, big guy. Yeah, that's not bad. Hey, and I want you to know, I don't just give those away. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have to earn them. <laughs> you have to earn them. That's right. I just don't give them away. You earn them. All right. Uh, well, let's jump right into, uh, since you haven't seen anything, all of what I'm just, what uh, the, the stories I'm going to be bringing up will get your fresh eye opinion on it then. That'll be a good thing. Okay, let's do it. Um, uh, yeah, sure. I guess you have not seen this then. What is Phoenix? <laughs> what do you make of it so far? Well, uh, I'm supposing that Phoenix is probably a reference to River Phoenix. Correct. And Gaga is probably a reference to Lady Gaga. Correct. And then it said Joker, so I'm thinking this is probably another Joker movie coming out with River Phoenix and Lady Gaga. More than likely, and I would think that probably with my knowledge of the DC Universe, that uh, Lady Gaga is probably going to be Harlequin. I would get that. That would be my guess. And then you see this. Folly, folly, adieu. I can't speak French. Folly, adieu. But it means... I don't know. It means madness for two. Well, there you go. Joker and Harlequin. They're... I'm pretty uh, um, pretty looking forward to the... Uh, the uh, idea of Lady Gaga playing uh, playing Joker. Harley Quinn. Well, blow it back up there and let's finish watching that. See what's going on. That's it. Hmm. Okay, so it just runs through the same sequence again. And yeah, here, that would be my guess. Is that what it is going to be? Uh, that that's the the that's about all they released of it. <laughs> Which I mean is still two years away. But here's a quote from uh, Todd exactly. Todd Phillips. See the director or producer. I don't remember which he was. But his comment on it, talking about the original Joker, said there's a lot of ways you could look at this movie. 
you could look at it and go, this is one of his multi multiple choice stories. None of it happened. I don't want to say what it is, but a lot of people I've shown it to have said, oh, I get it. He's just made up a story. The whole movie is the joke. It's this thing that this guy in Arkham Asylum, Arkham Asylum concocted. He might not even be the Joker. Hmm. So I think he, they're just wanting to keep the idea, you know, the ending with the killing Batman's parents and the, you know, his relationship with that woman, which, you know, in the movie it came out, it was all kind of a delusion in his head. Mm-hmm. Him killing, uh, what was his name? Bur- not Bernie. Um, the talk show host. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name either. Um, but that. You know, they're kind of implying that the entire thing could have just been made up. None of it actually happened. The entire thing's in his... He's a crazy guy in an asylum, in the asylum, and it's all, the entire thing happened in his head. That very well could have been. So, so I think they're just leaving it up to, you know, we still got a couple of years to finish this. We can take it any way we want. That's true. I don't know how that'll be. Um, but I am looking forward to it either way. But like I said, it's two years away so we'll have to uh, wait and see the breaking news uh, lightning strike near the White House killed three people oh my gosh like one boom boom that's a big strike is is that the lightning strike that killed the people that yep. you're showing on the video there yeah well wow, that's crazy we've just learned that an update into Fox weather a sad one that three people now dead from that strike and one person was injured as a severe thunderstorm rolled through the area. A bad one, it, yeah. It says a couple from Wisconsin and a 29-year-old man. And then there's still a fourth, a woman that remains yet in critical condition. That's, that's terrible. Because right there at Lafayette Park at the White House. So next little story. Indiana passes first abortion ban following overturning Roe v. Wade. I personally think it's great, and we may lose people over this, listeners, but I think it's the right way, right thing to do. And it's very fortuitous that you brought this up after we talked about slavery, because it's like you have said, and I have said, uh, that 100 years from now, I think people are going to look at abortion like people look at slavery now. Everybody's going to be against it. How could right. we have done that? As a matter of fact, I was when I when when you uh, when I connected with you, I was in the middle of reading an email from the Tom Woods show. Give him credit for for his email. Right. But it was talking about some professor that uh, I think he was a history professor teaching at one of these colleges. He asked all of his students. You know, how many of you people in 1840 would have been abolitionists? And everybody in the class raises their hands. I would have been an abolitionist. (laughs) I'm against slavery. You know, they all raise it. Right. And he's like, I find that highly unlikely considering that only 2% of the people living in the North were abolitionists. 2%. So I doubt very seriously. You know, I don't think you would. Most people were just happy with the status quo. Right. And that's most people people today. This is wrong. That's most people today with abortion. Most people are Mm -hmm. the ones who really oppose it because they understand that it's murder. The people who are pro murder because they think Mm -hmm. that the woman's right 
overpowers another human life. Um, and then the 90% people in the middle that are like, well, I think it's wrong, but I wouldn't tell somebody else what to do. Or I think it's, yes, it's exactly. a, it's a reasoning. There's it's good points. It's bad points. It's, I mean, they'll rationalize it any way they can. But, oh, yeah, uh, sure. I had this, I had that conversation with my daughter on the way to the beach. I personally think it's wrong, but I wouldn't want anybody else what they can and can't do. And I'm going, it's murder. They're killing people. And she got she got off on this uh, thing about rape and incest and, and the health of the mother. And I'm like, well, if there's something wrong and you got to do a surgical procedure to save the life of the mother and inadvertently the child that she's carrying dies – that's not necessarily an abortion. Right. That's just doing something to save the life of the mother. And you hope that it's going to save the life of the, the, the child, too. Right. It may not. But no, no medical uh, procedure is 100%. Abortion. That's just an unfortunate. And then we got to talking about it. And she's like, well, what about rape and incest? And I said, so. And I, I used the analogy with the bank robber and, you know, how you had to kill a innocent person. Right. I said, I said, you're what you're saying is this person commits a crime and not only are we going to punish him to the full extent of the law, we now have to kill someone that didn't have anything to do with it. Right. Other than the fact that they were conceived because of the action of the person that broke the law. Right. They're totally innocent in all of it. And I'm not sure exactly how much uh, she took in of, of our conversation. I hope she I hope she took quite a bit of it in but you never can tell you know right kids are kids so he's got to form her own opinions yeah but most people yeah they just put they they don't want to put any thought into if it is a life or if it, is it not a life even mm-hmm. though it 100% is a life i mean you can say how viable it is or how productive it is or how at what you know what stage I mean, I always use the example of, well, let's say there's this person hooked to the mach- a machine who's in a coma, who needs 124-hour round-the-clock care. You know in nine months they will wake up and, and recover and actually continue to improve. Would it be justified in killing them? Because you know that this child is going to be born in nine months I mean, nobody would, they would value that life, even though during that nine month window, that person is nothing but, you know, they're just laying in the bed. They're not productive. They're not self-sustaining. They're not autonomous in any way, which is the word that they always want to use. Well, the, 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 the infant, the fetus isn't autonomous yet um, because it can't live on its own. Well, a one-year-old can't. I know plenty of people that even though they're raised up, then they still can't live on their own. (laughs) True. You know, they're lucky to put their shoes on. Yeah, exactly. And I've got a whole facility full of them (laughs) up there where I work. Yeah. Ooh, I seen this today and I'm not sure when this came out, but I was scrolling through my Facebook feed. And it was someone at a podium saying that the four police officers or four police officers that were involved in the Brianna, was it Brianna Taylor? Was that her name? Yeah. 
Yeah, they've uh, charged shooting. them. Yeah. They've decided to charge them, yeah, after the fact. Yeah. Federally. And I'm like, yeah, federally. Yeah. And I'm like, how are you going to, you know, I mean, they were, they were talking, I didn't get to listen to the whole thing. I listened to a, a good portion of it, but they're saying that somehow they, they violated her rights or something like that. Yeah. I the, just don't understand how. The, the claim is one of the officers, now I don't know how much truth there is to this. Um, the claim is one of the officers, when he was submitting the paperwork to get the warrant, lied about um, the claim was that he had spoken to um, the postmaster of the post office where the packages supposedly because supposedly her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend had been mailing drugs through packages to her home. Mm-hmm to her apartment using her address and then they would come there and pick them up said that he himself spoke to that that postmaster i guess verifying the information when supposedly i guess he spoke to another officer who had t- who had spoke to him so it was kind of a second hand kind of thing and that was the information he used on the filling out the paperwork for the submitting for the arrest or not arrest warrant but search warrant request and so now they're saying that technically he lied on that. So that means basically the whole thing then was a violation of their Fourth Amendment rights. Hmm. So if he if he knowingly did that, knowing well, I don't have this information. We're going to do it, and we're it'll nobody will know, kind of thing. Then that's wrong. I mean, you can't yeah. do that. Officer, police can't do that. I mean, nobody can do that. But so I don't know. That'll that'll all come out, I guess. Their claim is no, that none of that's true. It could turn into a just a witch hunt. Um, that's more. That's what it sounded like to me when I first heard the announcement. This sounds like a witch hunt, just like the thing with Trump and the January sixth committee. The only two people that they have, Republicans that they have on their committee, are two people that voted to impeach him. And that just doesn't seem like a very fair way of of doing things. Oh, well. Um, yeah, but uh, Indiana passed first abortion ban. It, uh, it basically makes all abortion illegal. Um, but it does have the exception for in case of rape, incest, or medical emergency. Um, but other, other than that, illegal from the moment of conception forward. I would, I'm so narrow on this that as far as my view on it is medical emergency is the only thing I would have it being legal for. Right. But then even across, like you said, across that, even for medical emergency, it's technically not, you're not performing an abortion to save the mother. You're doing a procedure, a different procedure on the mother that may result in that. Exactly. Um, but, uh, I think this is a good step. Um, Oh yeah, I think it is too. I think it's a great step. I think the Supreme Court just needs to rule on uh, the personhood of the unborn um, as a fourteen mm-hmm. as a Fourteenth Amendment violation, in my opinion. Um, yes, that would uh, clear it clear it up. Because just just like the Dred Scott case, it it said that escapes those were basically property. That's the same way they're looking at 
this unborn child inside of the mother's womb as being property. And how dare you tell me what I can do with my property? Right. But they they don't phrase it as my property. They phrase it as how dare you tell me what I can do with my body? Yeah, because I mean, we 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 both know we've went over this a thousand times. It's not your body. You can right. do anything you want to your body, but when you go to abort a child, that's not your body. That is someone else's body. Right. But you feel is because it's where it's at. You get to do what you want to do with it. Right. The moment the new DNA is formed, it's a new human being. If we found DNA, living DNA, on Mars, we would say that is a living being. Now, based on the DNA, right, based on the DNA, we would decide whether it was human being or not. Now, if you want to argue that that DNA is not human yet, so we can cross species and then come back during the, the fetal period, that's not true. But, I mean, that would be, I could see somebody making a crazy argument like that. Well, it's not a human being yet. It's a, it's a different creature. It's a different mm-hmm. species. It's a different, but. Yeah, it's good basically going through the evolutionary process inside the womb. I can hear right. them saying that. But there are probably still people out there that would hold to that. Right. Because they don't know no better and they don't study. They don't care. Only thing they care about is the fact that I want to be able to kill a child. Period. For, you know, whatever reason I deem that I want to kill it for. And then that's it. Right. And uh, until the Supreme Court rules on whether the unborn are people, humans, are a person, you know, because the whole language of the Constitution is person. That was the whole point of the 14th Amendment as far as protecting. Yeah, it was intended to protect people from discrimination and harm from other people is, is mm-hmm. a big portion of it. So as soon as they determine whether it's a person, because... I heard one guy, that's what he had talked about, the the legal test that we use that extends constitutional personhood to corporations, which they're artificial persons right. um, under the law, is more than met by the unborn. I mean, it, they're, they're, it's demonstrated more that an unborn deserves constitutional protections than a corporation as a personhood. Mm-hmm. And I think one day it will come down to it'll it'll take a couple, let's say a father and a mother. She's pregnant. She decides she's going to travel across state lines to perform an abortion in another state because it's legal there. Let's say they live in Indiana. Um, let's say she's traveling from Indiana to California to have it. You as the father through a custody type in Indiana Indiana views it as a child so Indiana views it as you are the parent of this child the mother is the parent of this child comes down to a custody type battle that the mother is going to harm the welfare of that child so you fight for the father fights for guardianship Yeah, yeah parental rights guardianship of that child that would get pushed up to the Supreme court to have to determine, is that even possible? But I only see something like that happening enough to push it up to the Supreme court to where they would ever actually rule on personhood. Yeah, you're right. Something like that is going to have to happen. That's just like at work. It's, uh, 
nothing changes up there unless somebody gets hurt and then they go back and they look at it and they're like, oh, well, we should probably fix that. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, Indiana passed it. Um, it they voted uh, 28, 19 and, 28 to 19 in the Senate. Um, and then hours later, the House voted 62 to 38. And then uh, immediately the governor signed it. So it was like boom, boom, boom. That was quick. Yeah. You don't hardly ever hear anything going that fast. Yeah. It went through the House, the Senate, and the governor signing it in the same day. That's awesome. If only we uh, if only we had more people working in our government with that kind of clarity right. into what's right and what's wrong. And then immediately and then immediately White House press secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre she came out and called the, the ban another radical step taken by Republican lawmakers to curb women's constitutionally protected right to abortion. Um, which so I don't see what constitution she's reading that makes that a constitutionally protected right to kill somebody else. Yeah. And were there no Democrats in the uh, that state's legislature? Oh, yeah. They yeah, they were. They, did they vote against it? Yeah. Uh, no support from Democrats. Every Democrat was the no vote. Mm. So they, they definitely, at least the Senate portion, um, was all based on uh, party lines. Um, did you see my next little story I had was uh, um, Governor Ron DeSantis, which I've had a lot of conversations this week with a couple of different people who do not like Ron DeSantis, and I like him. But uh, Oh, I do too. I think he's great. I, and like I said, I wish more people in our, in our governments had the clarity of thought the way he does. Right. And the way these people that uh, – voted on this abortion thing did well see mine is that 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 i think he he's he's him and like Rand paul they're both really small government people and i must i mm -hmm. to me the smaller the government the better it's going to be this the, oh, yes. the the less That's hands they have in things because it's, it's like we've said in the past there's a lot of areas that the federal government's involved in that they were never meant to be involved in to begin with right so they should just get out of it. The government is there to take care of the people, i.e., and for this particular reason, in, in my opinion, only is in the fact that if there's like an invasion of the country. Right, from an outside foreign... From an outside force, yeah. Like, say Canada decides to invade, or right. Mexico decides to invade, or Cuba decides to invade Florida, whatever. That's right. the government's... That's that's. That's and if you'll notice, the one thing that the government that says that they are allowed to spend money on, which is military protection of our nation, right. that's one of the things that the government that the Democrats don't want to do. Right. They want to do it on all this other stuff, all these social programs that shouldn't be the purview of the federal government to be doing or involved in. Those programs, if they exist at all, should exist at the state level. Right. Period. Yeah, DeSantis because is that's the way our that's the way our constitution and our government is set up to be. Right. It points out specifically the areas in which the federal government is where their power is supposed to be, and they've overstepped it incredibly. But anyway, go ahead. Let's well, I, I was going to say DeSantis is more our country, the the assembly of people in this country through developing whatever is businesses, whatever. 
the the whole market gives everybody the opportunity to better themselves to make things to we all grow together um the government is there to uh basically make sure this person doesn't take advantage of this person and and that everybody is working cohesively i guess we'll leave you alone as long as you're everything is you're you're making everything better you have the ability he thinks the people have the ability to do this um and most republicans kind of view that that's i mean that's the whole and but the Democrats usually look at it in the, on the flip side is no the system is bad everything is bad you aren't capable we need to take care of you if you just give us the 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 power and the reins we will control it you know mm-hmm. like you have to wear a mask you have to get vaccinated you have to do all these things when you have to you work know, on my plantation and go out and pick cotton right Florida was more you know you give people the choice. And most of the time, they're going to make the right choices. Not everybody's going to make right choice. Not going to happen. But that's that's yeah. some of the sacrifice you make for living in the free country where people have the choices. Now, we could easily say the best process is shut her all down like China. And we're going to run. The trains will run on time. Everything flows. You know, you might have a few million people starve to death. And we might have to yes. kill off the ones who um, dissent. But... Well, that's what communists have done from the get-go. Right. Uh, several hundred million people that have been the victim of communism. I mean, Mao killed millions. Stalin killed millions of their own people. Right. Their own people. And that just shows you that government, if it's uh, if it's not constrained, then that's the kind of stuff it's going to do. Because you can't have a dissenting opinion of the great and glorious leader because he's all-knowing. And he's the smartest one in the room. When in actuality, he may not be. But by gosh, he'll go out and he will kill the smartest one in the room just so that they can't be smarter than him. (laughs) Right. It's it's, it's ridiculous. So, DeSantis this week, you know, because there are a lot of um, primarily Democrat-run states that... California is a good example of that as far as San Francisco and L.A. and a lot of how the crime is overtaking. And you have DAs in in certain counties who refuse to prosecute um, certain crimes. So, I mean, you can pull up thousands of videos, San Francisco, because they don't prosecute shoplifting under what is it, like $950, I think. So, basically, it's legal to steal. I mean, if nobody's going to prosecute... It might as well be legal. Yeah, 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 might as well be. Um, so to avoid things like that, there is one the one state the one state attorney in Florida. Um, I don't remember which county he was, a uh, Hillsborough County. He had uh, issued a, a, a letter that he would not he and he would not um, he signed a letter saying that he would not enforce any law prohibiting gender affirming care for minors. Um, or laws limiting abortion. Yeah. So um, that's not his place as as the state prosecutor. That's not his right. It's not his place to make those decisions. Right. We have branches of government for a reason to keep each other exactly. in check. Exactly. And when one gets out of check, it's the duty and responsibility of the other branches to to bring them in line. Back in line. Right. Yes. Or I mean, we're we're a country of law and order. 
without law and order. My question, yes, yeah, not a government of men. Right. It's a government of laws. My question is this, is these people out in California, how long is it going to be before the shop owners and the, the people that run businesses are going to get pissed off because these people are wandering in off the street and stealing their, 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 the stuff that they're selling. Right. And then they decide, well, fine, I'm going to get a concealed carry handgun permit. Or even if you don't have to have a concealed carry, if you can just carry it open in California, I'm just going to have a handgun or a, a rifle behind the counter sitting up behind the counter and when somebody goes out the door with it i'm just gonna shoot them right because they're like and and i, I know exactly that what you're gonna hear on the other side it's gonna be like well that's what you carry insurance for <laughs> and i'm like well yeah sure you that's that's a good reason to carry insurance you're absolutely right but here's the thing after you make so many claims on that insurance policy right. they're going to deem that you're in a in a location that's not conducive to doing business they're going to continue to raise your rates until it gets to the point that you can't afford the insurance that you need to cover your losses right that's why i should drive recklessly because i have insurance on my car you know so uh, exactly that's what it's there for so that i can bang stuff up and waste exactly so Um, i can do crash up derby from here to work but here i've got insurance here's a desantis clip our uh, government is a government of laws, not a government of men. And what that means is that we govern ourselves based on a constitutional system and based on the rule of law. But yet we've seen across this country over the last few years, individual prosecutors take it upon themselves to determine which laws they like and will enforce and which laws they don't like and then don't enforce. And the results of this in cities like Los Angeles and San Francisco have been catastrophic. You could go in in San Francisco and steal a certain amount of merchandise, and you just would, by definition, not be prosecuted. That- so, yeah. So uh, so he, he made the step then to uh, – he suspended that state's attorney and, uh, and immediately replaced him. He um, should. And, you, if, and now, if that's an elected – if that's an elected office, it is an elective office. Okay, so you ran on the fact that you wanted to be the prosecuting attorney for whatever district you're working in, right. which means that you're supposed to be there to enforce the laws that are written by the legislature. It's right. not your responsibility to decide. Oh, I think this is morally wrong. I'm not going to do this. If you've got that in your mind to begin with, then you probably ought not be doing the job to right. begin with. Right. To me, then that's a position you can't do. If you're, you know, if you're not going to follow the law, even no matter how you're opposed to, if if you're that opposed to the law, you you need to leave, or well, you then, you push to get the law changed. Need, exactly, you need to get out and do something to get it changed. Right, but you can't just take it into your own hands. But there again, here is a, yet another area that the federal government is exerting power in which it was never originally designed to exert power in. Right. That question was always meant to be a state question. Right. Now, if you want to have it in your state, go ahead. You're the ones that define those things. It's, it's not the federal government's place to, to do that. It's, that's just not in their purview. It, and that's why we've got 50 different states so that you can have 50 different little Petri dishes and experiments going on at the same time on how to run states. Right. It's just another way that the federal government 
has overreached their authority by being able to tell this is, and it's the same, it's the same thing. There are, there's, there's the abortion question. They're like, Oh, we're going to make it legal throughout all of the, no, you shouldn't. That's something else that you shouldn't have been doing. Right. You know, you just shouldn't be making these pro- proclamations over the whole country. Cause then you're just looking like a tyrant and a dictator. Right. And Andrew Warren, which he was the state attorney that he, that, DeSantis removed. His response was, um, the governor is trying to overthrow the results of a fair and free election. He said, Mm -hmm. people need to understand this isn't the governor trying to suspend one elected official. This is the governor trying to overthrow democracy. And he insisted Mm -hmm. that he is still the elected state's attorney for Hillsborough County. Well, in in a sense, the way he term to the what the words that he used in his quote is in a sense correct right probably in his point of view but his idea of what democracy is and what it actually is is probably two different things yeah for one and number two if you decide to, okay how many places do you know of that you can go to an interview for a job and take a job and then turn around and tell your boss well you know, I don't feel comfortable doing that part of my job, so I'm just not going to do it. Right. Your boss at that point would be totally and within his rights to be say, okay, well, if you're having a problem with that, then you probably should have said something in the interview, and since you're not going to do the job that I hired you to do, you're fired. You ran for an office that you never planned on fulfilling the obligations of the office. How is that not – how is that, how is that a, a change your – a danger to democracy, hmm. which, as we've already discussed, our country isn't a democracy. It was never meant to be a democracy. Our founding fathers hated the idea of a democracy. Right. That's why they made us a republic. Right. All right let's jump into our next little story, was, <clears throat> which I know you've heard of monkeypox, and everybody's talking about monkeypox. Oh, the monkeypox. The White House declared monkeypox a public health emergency. Um, oh, joy. On May 18th uh, is when the first case was confirmed in the U.S., in Massachusetts. Um, so mm-hmm. that was, what, four months ago or three months yes. ago. Um, and now the U.S. reports um, around six, a little over 6,000 cases in the U.S. And uh, said uh, a new survey by the public policy, the Annenberg Public Policy Center showed that only about 20% of people in the U.S. were concerned with monkeypox, were, were concerned with getting it. Um, and the monkeypox isn't new. It's, it's been around forever, you know, mm-hmm. decades. And, uh, I mean, there's a vaccine for it. There's, or the, the fight is that if you start mentioning that it's a, uh, like a gay disease or a sexually transmitted disease, um, even though the vast majority predominantly are gay men who are getting it and transmitting it to other gay men through intimate, mm-hmm. close sexual contact. Mm-hmm. But it is still possible, I guess, to get through other contacts. Um, like mm-hmm. if, because I guess you, you get open sores, the pox part on like your arms and your skin and everywhere, your genitals everywhere, but like you get open sores. So if like you have open sores and I have open sores and we rub sores, I guess it's, it 
possible to transmit that way or like to massive amounts of saliva transmission. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Talk to your own doctor. Right. This one medical guy, it was an article on monkeypox, and then he commented on it. Even straight men who occasionally engage in anal sex with other men can get monkeypox. So it's not a gay disease. So if you're a straight man who has anal sex with another man, you can still Wouldn't get that it make too. You not straight. <laughs> That's how I would view this. But he's like, no, yes. because you identify as straight. So I can do everything that a gay man does, and I identify as straight. Right. That makes me straight and not gay. Right. You can be a vegan. You can identify as vegan as long and eat ham- all the hamburgers you want, as long as you say that you're vegan. That's good enough. I don't right. know. Okay. <laughs> Stephen Crowder. That, that that makes as much sense as anything else in our society right now. But here is their... Uh... Hey there, Billy. What's wrong, Billy boy? Say, you're not worried about that monkeypox virus going around now, are you? Oh, Billy. While monkeypox is serious and sometimes can be fatal, the good news is that you can take simple steps to protect yourself against this silly disease. Here are the first steps to take to protect you. Step one, avoid engaging in unprotected sodomy with strange men. Congratulations, Billy. You are now fully protected against monkeypox. It's as easy as one. Now you know all the ways to avoid monkeypox. Yeah, it's as easy as one. <laughs> you was expecting one, two, three, but it was just one thing. Just don't do this. The misconception is that it's a sexually transmitted infection. But close, close contacts of non-sexual nature may also be a source of transmission. For example, hugging, kissing, face-to-face contact. All these contacts may not be sexual in nature, though sexual contact is also an opportunity. Here's a clip I had pulled. The demand for the monkeypox vaccine continues to push past the supply. San Francisco's Department of Public Health ran out of walk-in vaccines at SF Journal just 20 minutes after opening this morning. There are long lines for the vaccine at clinics from coast to coast. So far, there have been more than 6,300 reported cases across 48 states. The CDC says the virus is spread mostly through close, intimate contact, and the number of new cases is doubling about every week. California, Illinois, New York have all declared a state of emergency to fight the viral outbreak. New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand is now calling for federal action to boost access to the vaccine. We need a lot more vaccines. Access to the vaccine. That was cool. That's what I thought I said. That's what I thought. I'm like, did I hear that right? (laughs) But, uh, yeah, there's a huge demand for it in California, San Francisco. So, um, but uh, Sure, because that's where there is a huge uh gay population right here's how it's like new york here's another (laughs) here's how one um san francisco i think he's san francisco resident is going to prevent himself from getting it the chief of the world health organization said this week that queer men should limit their sexual partners to lower the risk of infection and reduce the spread so do you agree with that medical recommendation we released a document, um, we being me um, and two colleagues of mine who are both MPH public health professionals, asking, yes, for our community, until vaccine is more widespread, 
to consider risk reduction until we get a better biomedical response. You know, if, if we say cancel sex parties, close saunas, it's just not going to happen. But if we give people options, you know, I might have coined the term anal autumn, uh, the best thing I've ever written in my entire life. If we say, hey, wait till September, October, have an anal autumn, pumpkin spice latte, you know, think about using condoms, limiting your number of um, high risk events and sex partners. But, you know, you got to give people something to say this is temporary and options to still enjoy themselves. This is a disease uh, that the majority of people who have it in this country are, are men who have sex with other men. Mm -hmm. uh, men who have sex with men. Male-to-male -male sexual contact. Men who have sex with men. Male-to-male -male sexual contact. Men. men who have sex with 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 other men. Men who have sex with men. Men who have sex with men. Men who have sex with men. Men who've had sex with men. Men who have sex with men. Men who have sex with men. So that's, that's uh, how the media was portraying it. But yet they still want to say it's not a sexually transmitted disease. So. And the man in his little clip that he just did, he said, you know, put off having your sex parties. Right. Uh, first and foremost, let's just start from the beginning. How exactly is monkeypox spread? Well, as much as many people don't want to accept this, it is primarily a sexually transmitted infection, just like herpes or syphilis, anytime you have contact with a lesion on some part of your body. Now, not everybody gets it from sexually transmitted routes. Uh, for example, if you do have contaminated bedding or towels or even physical contact, a parent might have a, a lesion on their arm touching a child. But generally speaking, it is largely sexually transmitted. And it's also very limited in many ways into who is getting infected. It's a very small group of very highly sexually active gay men, generally, that are getting infected with this. Many gay men have very little risk of getting infected with this virus. I don't know. You can take it uh, however you want. Well, it sounds like it is a, uh, a gay person sexually transmitted disease, according to what everybody's saying. Of course, you're not allowed to say that. No, that's homophobic. Yeah, because then you're, you're one of the bad people. You can't you can't acknowledge that your actions part of this community, the actions that you take as a part of this community are going to have consequences. And if you point that out, then you're evil and you're homophobic. Right. But they do have a vaccine. So I just hope it works better than the covid vaccine. Yeah, you're right. Here's here's a article I saw. This is data out of New South Wales, Australia. Oh, South Wales, COVID yes. update proves the pandemic of the vaccinated. So what they're looking at here, he takes the data from New South Wales government, from their own government. Remember, a lot of governments have stopped publishing data because people are doing this. And what he looks at is hospitalizations. So again, we're not talking cases anymore. We're talking about that severe, the critical reason people are going to the hospitals. And what that means, what we're looking at here is it's dose dependent. Hospitalizations right. using New South Wales data is dose dependent on whether you're going to the hospital or not. So let's look at the risk multiplier between the vax and unvaxed. According to their own data in the last seven weeks, that was what this data window looks at. You are 37 times more likely to be hospitalized with COVID if you are vaccinated than if you are not. I mean, wow. that is the data, ladies and gentlemen. And that is, the, that, is a, that is a shocking graph that should really be talked about a lot more. I don't know why people aren't talking about this. So that, play that again. I didn't quite catch that. This is data out of New South Wales, Australia. COVID 
update proves the pandemic of the vaccinated. So what they're looking at here, he takes the data from New South Wales government, from their own government. Remember, a lot of governments have stopped publishing data because people are doing this. And what he looks at is hospitalizations. So again, we're not talking cases anymore. We're talking about that severe, the critical reason people are going to the hospitals. And what that means, what we're looking at here is it's dose dependent. Hospitalizations using New South Wales data is dose dependent on whether you're going to the hospital or not. So let's look at the risk multiplier between the vax and unvax. According to their own data in the last seven weeks, that was what this data window looks at. You are 37 times more likely to be hospitalized with COVID if you are vaccinated than if you are not. I mean, wow. that is the data, ladies and gentlemen. And that is the, that is a, that is a shocking graph that should really be talked about a lot more. I don't know why people aren't talking about this, but that is dose dependent. Hmm. I think what it makes seven times more. <clears throat> right. So I guess so that, that's, that's significant. I get the only thing I, I mean, I'm not a doctor. I, the only thing I could make sense of it, I guess, is that if you're vaccinated and the vaccine for the for the later mutations just doesn't work well at all um and it has affected your immune system negatively so much that you're more susceptible to the new variations than somebody who hasn't had their immune system in a, in a sense compromised by the vaccine for something different because I mean, because when you take a vaccine, it does sometimes affect how you'll respond to other things just like any medication does. But I'm, mean, that's the only logical thing I could pull from it, but I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor and I, and I don't know how much, I mean, that's a narrow window. He was talking, it was only a seven week time period. Either, not, uh, but e- even if it's percent more chance of being hospitalized, right? But even if it was zero to zero, if it was no difference, then it's kind of like, what's the point? Yeah, you're right. Well, it goes back to DeSantis. If you give the people the choice to make their own decisions, huh? Who knew? Most of the time they're going to choose the right thing. They're going to do what's right. They're going to. Well, and first of all, they're choosing for themselves. Right. Exactly. They're going to do what's right for them. And if you give them information, if you give them information, well, if you give anybody information and you say, you know, A, B, and C, and here's what you got, here's your spectrum of things that you can, you can do, you're going to look at it, you're going to analyze it, and you're going to say, okay, this is the course of action I think I should take. Well, like we were talking about with the monkeypox and the sores and the people going out and spreading and stuff like that. The one guy I was listening to, well, like we talked about the guy – you know, we heard the guy saying, talking about the anal autumn, saying that you have to give people options. If you just tell them, don't go out, don't go to clubs, don't, you know, don't go to spas, don't do these mm-hmm. sexual. Don't you dare lock down the gay community. Right. And tell them not to do the things that gay people do. Right. And that's homophobic. Because it's just not going. It's Yeah, that's homophobic. And we're not going to do that. Right. You got to give us options. And whereas, you know, you don't have to give options to everybody else. I heard one guy, he was using the example, and he was telling people, if you if you have the open sores, like on your skin, but you still want to go out, he said you have to at least cover them all with, like, Band-Aids. And then he recommended wearing, like, long sleeve shirts and stuff like that to cover to prevent any more possibility of spreading it. Instead of, hey, if you've got open sores, how about you don't leave the house? How about you don't go mm-hmm. out? 
Yeah, exactly. How about you curtail your, you know, activities right. until you don't have those anymore? Novel idea. <laughs> I mean, it ain't like we're saying you got to go live in a leper colony for the rest of your life. And it's just, it's like you say, it's common sense. Hey, I'm sick. I probably need to be away from people. That right. way I don't spread this to other people. But that's not the way they look at it anymore. It's like, how dare you tell me I can't go out and do what I want to do whenever I want to go do it. Right. And that's not just in the gay community. That's just a lot of people today. How dare you tell me I can't do this or that right. or the other. But like I said, it's common sense. If you're sick, you don't want to spread it to other people, stay at home, get better, and then go back to work or go back out and do things. I had one more little quick story. <clears throat> not really much, too. The story is pretty straightforward. But it's uh, the death of uh, Amin uh, Oz, Oswalhari, um, who was the technically, I guess, the new leader of Al Qaeda. Mm -hmm. um, that we uh, we uh, killed him. Boom, killed him in a bombing. Hmm. The White House came out to port. That's what it said. With the operation that delivered justice to Ayman al-Zawahari, the leader of al-Qaeda, we have made good on that commitment. We now continue to do so in the face of any future threats. And then it started coming out, which I, I'm not jumping into Alex Jones, which we could we could talk about him for a second, too. But any conspiracy theories and stuff like that. But I, I started looking in the big conspiracy now about this Ayman al-Zawahari. I, I don't know how to say his name right, but... Um, they, he supposedly died back in like 2020, I think. So, but here's like a yeah, new. I think I've heard that Zwahari. I think I've heard that name before. Because here's a clip of the news clip back when he died back then. Good evening and welcome. We start with some breaking news coming in. According to Arab news reports, the chief of Al Qaeda, Ayman al Zawahiri, has died in Afghanistan. The 69 year old Egyptian national who was hitting Al Qaeda has reportedly died of natural causes. I don't know. And what year was that? 2020. 2020, and they're just now uh, saying that they killed him again? Well, they, so they're saying they killed him in a bombing. In the news thing, it said he, that he died of natural causes. He died of natural causes. Which, I don't know. Like I said, that I don't know. Well, are they claiming that they've recently killed him in a bombing? Oh, yeah. This case? was just like this week. Okay, it was, so uh, either that news story we just heard was fake news. Put right. out, it was propaganda put out by whoever the, right. the Arab news, news was right. to cover. Yeah, to cover for this... And, and, and that, think that he's dead. And that's possible. I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, see, that's what this article kind of touches on. It said Biden gets credit for the Ayman al-Zahari's death. Now comes the bad news. The drone strike is evidence the Biden administration has not washed his hands of Afghanistan. So it means we're still doing something over there. Mm -hmm. Was he dead in 2020 or, or not? I don't know. It's all propaganda. I mean, according to half of them, oh, bin Laden wasn't killed when he was killed. But this morning, yeah, see, I've, I've been doing, which I know you've been subscribed to and listening, supporting the channel. I always do. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> I, I've released a podcast every day this week for the last six days. And I know you listen to every one of them. <laughs> but uh, this morning's was on... Uh, I record. They're only about 10 minutes long, so I don't want to cut into too much of your day. I know you're busy and all. <laughs> For a 10... Well, actually, I think this morning's was only like 9 minutes and 30 seconds. Okay. All right. Well, you didn't tell me you were going to go to a daily podcast. Oh, I thought somebody who was subscribed would just notice it. When, hey, here's me another... Hey, here's me another podcast. Hey, here's me another... Because I know you subscribe through Apple's uh, iTunes, right? Through the podcast app on your phone, right? No, so that we get... Huh? Darn it, I should have went through Apple. And okay. Apple, all you do is hit the subscribe button once... And then so then as soon as I upload an episode, it'll automatically download to your phone. 
you don't even have to go in and look at it. It'll just do it for you. It's easy. That's awesome. Magic. Yeah. What kind of magic are you talking about? I know, because if I have to rely on you hunting it down, oh my gosh, you'd have starved to death. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what our fan think of this berating of me from you you mean the lack of support from <laughs> you one of the reasons they <laughs> this may be one of the reasons they tune in <laughs> maybe it's like how's wolf how's how's david going to like bust on wolfie yet again he'll find a way where there's a will there's a <laughs> <He> way <will. laughs> exactly there is a way there always is you know i'd really like to be a guest on uh, a different podcast <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to be a host of a different show. <laughs> I put together. I, I told you. I told you about that, didn't I? Video together about the office and the superstore, comparing the two. You told me about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. How are you liking the superstore uh, show? Oh, I like it pretty good. Yeah, so you Laura and I we re- in a superstore. We recorded yesterday, day before yesterday, episode five. So we've gone through the first five episodes so far. Okay, so do the things that are happening in the show remind you of instances of when you were working at Walmart? Has there, yeah, yeah, has there there, yeah. That's, there's has there a lot of stuff that's happened. That, uh, yeah, you know, quite a few, like, quite a few things actually. As soon as it happens, it just in your mind, you just go back to like you know such and such day in Walmart where that almost exact same thing happened. Right. Well, I that's mean, why Laura like, and I, are those we pointed out, we pointed out like their break room. On the one episode, a lot of the posters and stuff hanging up around in the break room is just so authentic that it's like, mm-hmm. you know, they have the the Bob, which we talked about that before, the Bob and the Lisa and the stuff like that. <laughs> the beginning of this one is really funny. <laughs> what are you doing? It's so peaceful. Dead or... I, mean, I gotta be awake. He gotta be awake. <laughs> oh, Black people taking over! Woo! Yeah, he's dead. I usually wakes him up. He's not. <laughs> no, he couldn't be. Hey. Hey, pop up. Hey. Ah. Oh, he's oh, dead. Don't touch a dead guy. Don't touch a dead guy. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If this is your first time tuning in, I encourage you to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on any and all of our future episodes. We release full podcasts weekly, and we release socially solo episodes every morning. We're also available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, everywhere Wolfie is subscribed to. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you like what you've been hearing, I invite you to, to go to wherever you listen and give us a comment and a review. You have anything else, Wolfie? No, I think I'm good right now. (laughs) All right. See you next time. If you haven't already, subscribe to Socially Sensitive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. You can also find us on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Socially Sensitive. Also, check out our website, sociallysensitive.com, and grab some officially licensed products.